Hi, I'm Amanda Marcotte, and this is Salon. This conversation is part of a larger story you can read, watch, and listen to at Salon.com. Alex Jones is the nation's preeminent conspiracy theorist, a man who has risen to national prominence riding the coattails of the Donald Trump campaign. I spoke with Mark Fenster, author of Conspiracy Theory, Secrecy, and Power in American Culture, about Jones's career and conspiratorial beliefs and the impact that they've had on this election season. So, Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure, Amanda. You, your book about conspiracy theories came out a few years ago, um, and usually conspiracy theories linger on the margins of presidential election cycles. But this year, they are front and center with Donald Trump, who is a big proponent of many conspiracy theories as the Republican candidate. Why do you think that this, of all years, is the year conspiracy theories went big? I think it's just a large agglomeration of events, uh, particularly with Donald Trump uh, in charge. The If we had had a different mainstream Republican candidate like Marco Rubio or Jeb Bush, and if we had a different Democratic candidate, uh, someone who was not Hillary Clinton and probably not Bernie Sanders, I don't think we would be facing this. I think that the immigration issue, which was really the wave that Trump rode, was one that obviously the mainstream of the Republican Party was not anticipating. Uh, And so I think because Trump found an opening there and ran it, it led to a certain degree of craziness that, again, might not have been quite so inflamed had we not had Hillary as the standard bearer of the Democratic Party. The Clintons have been magnets for conspiracy theories since, since really before Bill Clinton was president. And why do you think that they in particular are such a draw for so many conspiracy theories? Well, Bill is or was someone who was a magnet, but I'm not sure that he was that much more of a magnet than anyone else would have been in that context. I'm not sure that John Kerry or Al Gore was that much different. It just so happened that in part because Clinton came out of Arkansas, that you saw a number of scandals surrounding him. And because of some of his other personal predilections, you had some other scandals surrounding him. (laughs) And so I think that ended up being something of a magnet In some ways, he was less of a magnet than George Herbert Walker Bush, who really, in part because of his own family background and his relationship with the oil industry and some of the things that he said while president, uh, really, I think, helped inflame conspiracy theories both on the left and the right. And I mean, certainly for a lot of our listeners who might be a bit younger than we are, they might not realize that the term New World Order goes back to George H.W. Bush. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, it goes back well beyond that. Uh, But it was a term that uh, the first Bush invoked uh, at some point during his uh, presidency. And it really connected in a lot of ways with conspiracy theories, the post-war era, and frankly, even before then, but it really caught 
really caught a wave in the post-war era, particularly on the right with the John Birch Society and others surrounding um, uh, surrounding Joe McCarthy and then, uh, to an extent, Barry Goldwater, too. The idea that there was some sort of global elite that was being formed that would create a global government that would take away the sovereignty in the United States of state government and of the federal government in exchange for some larger scheme like the United Nations or some other new world order, quote unquote. So let's talk about Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones is possibly the most prominent conspiracy theorist in the country right now uh, with his website, InfoWars. So tell me what you think about Alex Jones and his rather far-ranging empire of conspiracy theories. He is a high-energy entrepreneur, uh, and you've got to give him props for that. He, uh, he has built a sort of, I don't want to say a shadow empire because that sounds conspiratorial, <laughs> but he... Uh, he has, through you know, pluck and energy and on-air persona, brought together a lot of different elements of the conspiracy theory community and done a really good job of it. And you know, there are a lot of interesting things to talk about with him, but his real you know, coming out party was the 9-11 truth movement. Uh, and he was no friend of George W. Bush. Uh, so that, I think, is really interesting and very interesting to see his career arc in relationship to not only Obama, which who has been obviously the cause that he has rallied around, but also with the Republican president that preceded Obama. He was a 9-11 truther from literally 9-11-2001. So how, what role did he play in really kind of getting it off the ground? Well, I don't want to overstate his role in this because there were a lot of community groups uh, surrounding the 9-11 truth stuff. I mean, let's remember what late 2001 was like. It was a kind of coming out for high bandwidth video uh, over the Internet, uh, but it was still in, you know, I wouldn't call it early stages, but uh, a rollout stage where it wasn't everywhere. And so... The kind of national prominence that Alex Jones had as a conspiracy theorist probably wasn't available, particularly in terms of his voice and his video presence, was not available then. And the 9-11 Truth Movement was in some ways a kind of grassroots effort in different localities to build a community of people who would get together in a kind of it wasn't entirely lefty, but a kind of lefty way of like, let's have a community meeting. Let's talk about what we know. Uh, and you saw publishers that were sort of on the new age left who were, uh, who were promoting this. And so it wasn't just Alex Jones. Jones definitely rode the wave. And it was an interesting wave that he helped create because he's not, a, you know, he's not your typical crunchy left winger or the sort of person who would otherwise compose many of the protest movements relating to 9-11. And he had a very different presence and a different, very different affect than those folks. It was interesting. I, I went to his rally at the Republican National Convention, and it wasn't an official rally, obviously. It was an unofficial one, but it was really well attended. And most of his audience I would describe as right-wing, even if they're not like traditionally right-wing. Right. And I spoke to a lot of them, and 
by and large, they seem to be big believers in the 9-11 truth movement. And my inclination was to think it was a left-wing conspiracy theory, but why do you think that more conservatives are buying into the claims that 9-11 was an inside job? Conspiracy theories come bring together the left and the right. Uh, they don't necessarily agree with the believe in the same conspiracies, although they often do. They don't necessarily, and they actually rarely identify the same bad guys, but they tell a similar story about things. So it's not surprising that uh, conspiracy theories on the right and conspiracy theories on the left would agree, uh, particularly the ones on the right who are not closely affiliated with the mainstream of the Republican Party, uh, would believe in this. The mainstream of the Republican Party obviously rallied around George W. Bush, and so you would not have seen them connected to that. If you are worried about the concentration of power because you have a kind of libertarian impulse, which uh, many on the right do and some on the left do, uh, and you subscribe to uh, a deep skepticism about authority and the authority of, you know, not only uh, the mainstream press, but also the mainstream right-wing press uh, and Fox News and the like, then the idea that whatever it is that they're telling you is true is not something that you're going to subscribe to immediately, if ever at all. And so the notion that there is, if we peel away a layer of storytelling that the, the government and that the news media tell us, we can find a deeper truth is extremely attractive to folks who feel deeply alienated from the government, from the mainstream. Uh, and so if you're skeptical about George W. Bush, and there were some on the far right who were, not that many, but there were some who were, then you would say that, you know, we can look at the Bush family and find a lot of things to be really afraid of and skeptical of. We can look at the idea of going to war for oil and find that to be really uh, a cause for skepticism because we are just as afraid of big oil companies as we are of, you know, left-wingers and government and other things like that. Uh, so there is a kind of narrative consistency there, but there's not necessarily the kind of political consistency that you would otherwise anticipate if you saw things in terms of a two-party system. Alex Jones and his followers are big believers in the new world order that we were talking about, this, this idea that both Republicans and Democrats and global elites all around the world are kind of working together to deprive individuals and nations of their sovereignty and their autonomy. Donald Trump is a well-connected billionaire, and yet it was clear to me that from reading Jones's website and going to his rally that he and his people have really glommed on to Donald Trump as their candidate. What do you think it is about Trump that makes him so much so appealing despite his his billionaire status to people who see themselves in opposition to the global elite. Well, we should call it allegedly billionaire status, but, yes. but, uh, <laughs> but his status is a really rich dude. Trump is not your typical, uh, you know, corporatist guy in the way that uh, Mitt Romney was. Uh, he, he's not self-made, but his father was self-made. Uh, his company is privately held uh, the world of property development is a kind of maverick industry, not unlike oil, 
he doesn't fit into the kind of mold that you would expect of anonymous corporate executives. So he's really different from the kinds of people that would go to Bohemian Grove and the Bilderberger Group and other things like that that would that, that are the you know sort of bugaboos of Alex Jones and conspiracy theorists. Uh, the fact that he's successful is a plus. The fact that he seemingly made it on his own, though you know with with a significant uh, inheritance from his father, both institutional and financial is a big plus for him as well. Uh, And, you know, the John Birch Society was all about not poor folks and not uneducated folks, but small-time businessmen uh, in small towns. Now, the fact that Trump is from New York City makes him different. And, and, you know, that is what makes it so bizarre that, you know, this guy who was, you know, sort of at the height of New York society, they're kind of on the margins as well, but had to, in the midst of that, take on a fair bit of social liberalism, you know, somehow persuade the base of the Republican Party that he's for them is really, really surprising. But in other respects, he is, he doesn't throw off the kind of alarm bells that Alex Jones would be looking for. When you mentioned the Bohemian Grove, one of the most interesting parts of Alex Jones's history is that he snuck into the Bohemian Grove and with the author John Ronson, the two of them ended up having extremely different narratives Uh (laughs) about what happened there. Jones saw with his own eyes that the Bohemian Grove, while it is like a gathering of like global and political elites who just get drunk together and do silly things, um, he kind of walked away with a lot more conspiratorial of a narrative, like including implying that there was human sacrifice going on. How... How how does somebody see something with their own eyes and still 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 manage to walk away with that kind of narrative? I'm not sure that I can answer that. <laughs> it's a little bit like you know uh, when someone asks what Donald Trump's motivations are. It's like on the one hand, you know, fairly obvious, but on the other hand, you know, I don't really know what his end game is. Uh, we know what Alex Jones's end game is, which is to be popular and to get more people to pay attention to him. Uh, And telling lurid tales is a good way to do that. And one of the things that you focus on when you're writing about this is not really trying to suss out how true conspiracy theories are. I mean, other people can do that. But the Bohemian Grove is an interesting group because, or it's really just a summer camp. why, Why do people, and why have they obsessed about it for so long? The idea that there are a bunch of really, really rich white guys who go up to a summer camp and run around naked, and it includes people like Henry Kissinger and the like, is just sociologically fascinating. It's not what you expect of these people who otherwise seem non-human in some way. And the, the fact that it's ripe both for lurid tales and for comedy, like the <laughs> Harry Shearer version of it, I think says something about that. It's just, it's not your typical thing. It's not the trilateral commission or the Bilderberg group or other things like that that seem to be, you know, people in suits and, and you know, important things being said and deals being struck. It's just like a fraternity or something like that. And the idea of it as a is something that you either want to be invited to or you want to destroy because you aren't invited to it or because you are excluded from it. 
seems, you know, the same way that I think people view fraternities when they're in college. A good place to end this is to sort of talk about what's coming next. Right now, it seems like Donald Trump is going to lose this election. But what has happened is all these people like Alex Jones, like Roger Stone, the sort of conspiracy theory oriented right has really risen to prominence during this campaign. What do you think will happen to that kind of subculture after the election? You know, let's take the the less likely but potentially more interesting, at least for purposes of conspiracy theory scenario, which is that Trump wins. <laughs> what does what does what does that mean for Alex Jones? Uh, and you know, I would give you. I, I would be interesting to go to Vegas and do an over under of how long it will take before Alex Jones starts, you know, blasting Donald Trump. Uh, at what point will the things that Trump has said? proved to be impossible when Trump becomes president. And Trump's then typical way of frustrating people by claiming that he never said something that he said uh, or you know, backtracking on things after claiming that this was the most important thing in the world, at what point will that lead Alex Jones to just say, well, Trump is part of the conspiracy? Uh, and that will be really interesting for people like me to watch. I mean, you know, while the world is in flames, what happens to Alex Jones, <laughs> uh, I guess would be an interesting question. Uh, so on the more likely scenario of what happens uh, if and when Hillary wins, I don't know. I mean, I think it'll go by where Donald Trump ends up going after this. And I don't think that anyone knows what his plan would be. Uh, you know, one can assume that it will be about pursuing his brand and I, who knows? I mean, who would have predicted 10 years ago that, that Donald Trump would be in the position that he's in now? Who would have predicted, you know, seven years ago? We might have been able to predict when the birther stuff uh, took off. But this level of, I don't know, a grift, if you will, uh, who knows how far he can go with this and, and whether Alex Jones will continue to play along with him. Alex Jones isn't going away. Uh, there will always be a role for him. It's always useful to me whenever some anomalous event comes up to go directly to his website to see what's going on, uh, how it's being stitched into some existing conspiracy. Uh, and that there is an endless stream of these things, and he seems to be in good health and relatively young, so he will be around for a long period of time. Uh, unless he falls into some scandal or something like that, he will be around forever. His relationship with Trump, who knows how that's going to go. That was Mark Fenster, author of Conspiracy Theories, Secrecy and Power in American Culture. I'm Amanda Marcotte. Read more on this story and watch the video about Alex Jones and Conspiracy Theories all at Salon.com. 